This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. You know, I was thinking this week, you know, we want breakthrough. How many people want breakthrough? And, you know, I, I think that, you know, as Christians, um, that uh, we can go through life and we know the blessings of God. You know, some of you have studied out the blessings of God. And, you know, the blessings of God is threefold. Uh, it's in Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. And so, and so that what is the curse? Well, you can go to Deuteronomy and look at the, the curse from breaking God's law. And uh, one of the curse was, of course, we know Adam and Eve, they broke the law. And, of course, what, what did they get? Spiritual death. But thank God Jesus went to the cross Thank God that we have spiritual life. Hallelujah. Amen. We have eternal life. And so we can be thankful for that. But even though we have eternal life, there still could be areas in our life that's not what Jesus wants it to be. In other words, Jesus said that he came that we may have life and have it barely enough. No, he didn't say that. In John 10, 10, he said it's the thief that comes to what? Still kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But how come sometimes we feel like our life isn't that abundant? How come there's there, there's areas in our lives where I believe that 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 we can go up a little higher in? Do you think you can go up a little higher in some areas in your life? Amen. Is there any areas in your life last year that you don't feel like you're walking in the hundredfold blessing? Maybe it's maybe you've been dealing with financial stress in your life. Maybe there's a, you know, you've been dealing with with debt. Well, I believe that this year can be your year where God's going to break you off, break that debt off your life. You're only one person away from a miracle. Like I said last week, when publishing house, clearing house, you know, no, I'm kidding. But but are you hearing what I'm saying? You're one miracle away. You're one connection away from somebody blessing your socks off. Are you listening to me today? Yes. Praise God. So so there it's areas in our life. And I think as Christians uh, that that what we do is we manage curse. What, Pastor? I mean, we, what, we get used to it. We, we, we get used to a little bit of sickness. We, we get a, used to a little bit of symptoms in our life. We get a, used to a little bit of lack. We, we, we just manage it. And we, we, we just manage curse. God doesn't want us managing curse. He wants us, he wants us walking out of the curse. Are you listening to me today? So I don't want to have any curse in my life. I don't want to have any curse in my relationships. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The enemy is going to work in every area of your life. He's going to try to, he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, you know there's things in my household that, that I want to change. Amen. There should be things in your family that you want to change for the better. Not for the worse, but for the better. There's areas in our life. And I think we, again, we get used to it. And, you know, we, we don't want to get used to lack. We don't want to get used to sickness. We just don't want to manage it, but we want to get rid of it. Amen. Amen. That's the reason why we're fasting and praying, because there's dutimous power. Somebody say dutimous power. I'm going to get you preaching. Deutimus power in fasting and prayer. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be, you know, you, if you tried everything else and you haven't tried fasting, try fasting. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Does it have to come down to that, Pastor? Do I have to really go, go to that nth degree? You might have to. You might have to get to a place in your life where you listen, some of us aren't desperate enough. We're not desperate for the miracles of God. We're not desperate to walk in the power of God. We're not desperate to see a change. We need to get desperate. We need to get hungry again for the things of God. You know, they do. They, they, I hear 
people, they go overseas and I hear that they do all these miracles overseas. I'm praying for miracles here. But why? You don't need a miracle if you have a doctor. Hello. Who, who needs to go to church and get prayer, prayer for when you've got a physician that will give you some medication that will help alleviate your pain? I, I, oh, my. It's easier sometimes to go to a doctor than to the pastor. But, you know, you need to come to me. Let me pray for you first before you go under the knife. And maybe you won't have to go under the knife. Go under the knife of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Amen. Amen? So we need, we need to have more faith and confidence in God's ability to see us through than our own ability or us trying to figure it out ourselves. So fasting will get us into that place, I believe, will bring us into that supernatural provision of God. The first week we talked about, about fasting, and I'm going to recap because, you know, uh, uh, repetition is, is the beginning of learning. Amen. So, so, so the first week we talked about spirit versus flesh. Amen. So, so, so I talked about that, 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 that we as Christians, we're going to walk either in the spirit or we're going to walk in the flesh. And, you know, it, it's a, you know, uh, in the two, uh, you know, if you walk in the spirit, the Bible says you're walking in life and peace. Amen. But if you walk in the flesh, you're walking in death, destruction. Uh, You know, uh, the Bible says if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. So so there are actually two laws that 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 are governing, you know, this world system. And there's it's in Romans eight. There's the law of life in Christ Jesus that we can be walking in and walking under as we walk in the spirit of God, or we can be walking in the law of sin and death, even as a Christian. Oh, pastor, I don't believe in that. Well, you know, you start, well, the Bible says you sow to the flesh. You're not going to reap life. You're going to reap death. There's a consequence to sowing to the flesh. There's a consequence to sowing these things. And you may say, what does that mean, sowing to the flesh, Pastor? Well, we talked about it in Galatians. It, it, it's, it's, it's doing all the bad. It's, it's the seven deadly sins. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm talking about? It's more than seven deadly. Even one sin is deadly. <laughs> the seven deadly sins, you know. What is that? Well, it's just anything that that's contrary to God's word. Adultery, fornication, lasciviousness. That's without restraint. Uh, you know, all these things. And if you're sowing, you know, lying, cheating, stealing. If you're sowing in that manner, you're sowing to the flesh and we're going to reap corruption. But you know what? I want to sow to the spirit. I want to I want to I want to reap life and peace. And the Bible says when you're walking in the peace of God, when you're walking in the life of God, there is no law. There's no law. What what does that mean, Pastor? When you're walking in the spirit, there is no law. Well, there's in other words, you're not under the law of of, uh, sin and death. You're not under that law. You're under the law of grace. You're under the law of life. You're under the law of the blessing. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I want to walk under the law of the blessing. I want to be I want to walk in the blessing of God. Amen. And so as as we as we think about this, we can walk either in the spirit or either in the flesh. And I want to walk in the spirit and see. See, how do you do that? You know, let me say this. First of all, it starts with your thinking. You're thinking how you think about things. That's why you're in church today. Hopefully you're coming here and you're coming to get your minds renewed. Amen. Or, 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 or they're going to be conformed to the world. Your mind's either going to be renewed to the word of God or it's going to be conformed to this world system. And too many Christians, their minds are conformed to this world system. Are you listening to me today? Have you gone home? In other words, we spend an hour uh, on Sunday morning. Getting the word of God and getting, woo, they, we're sowing to the spirit. 
That's why you pressed through the rain today. You pressed through the flesh today. You came in church today because you wanted something more. You just didn't want a fleshy comfort of sleeping in. No, you wanted to sow to the spirit so that you could reap life and peace. I don't know about you, but I want more peace in my life this year. How many people can, 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 can use a little bit more peace to this year? I'm telling you, I, I don't like stress. Does anybody out here like stress? I don't want any stress in my life. I, I want total peace, shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Are you listening to me today? And so, and so we, 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 we sow to the spirit and we reap life and peace. One of my favorite scriptures about, fa- I think this is a great fasting scripture. Because I'm going to say this, and I probably should have titled Fasting and prayer and the word for the breakthrough instead of just fasting for the breakthrough because you can fast. And if you don't put the word of God in while you're fasting, if you're not praying while you're fasting, if you're watching carnal TV and watching. Are you listening? Then it's just a diet. Woo! In other words, you need to start putting some word in. In other words, if you're going without that meal, put some word in. In other words, the, the word of God is considered faith food for your spirit. And some of us, you know, we have, you know, you know, basically we have skinny spirits. And we need our spirits fed by the word of God. And the more you feed your spirit, man, the word of God, amen, it will get strong in God. And then when the enemy comes against you, you're going to be able to stand against the storms of life. Do you know the storms are coming? They're, they come to everybody. But you know what? Those that are going to able to, will be able to stand are the ones that are sowing to the spirit. They're, they're the ones that are receiving the word of God and they're becoming strong in God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says it this way. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And do not be conformed to this world, by be, but be transformed by renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. So, so we need a, so Paul is saying he's beseeching us to present our bodies as living sacrifices to God. You know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about what is sowing to the flesh. And of course, it's all that negative. But even in the natural, when you're eating uh, junk food, you're sowing. (laughs) Hello. When you're eating that junk food, you're actually sowing to the flesh. In other words, you're putting stuff in your body that's not really good for your body. You're blessing it and hoping that God's going to take all the negative out of it. Lord, I, I can eat anything. I eat it. I can eat. No deadly thing will hurt me. Amen. I used to I used to quote that scripture, you know, but the scripture actually says if you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. But but bottom line is, you know, I, you know, you, you, you pray over it. But but, you know, whatever you sow, you're going to reap whatever you put in. It's going to come out. And you know what? That's why this this fast I hope you're going with some kind of modified Daniel's fast and you're eliminating the sugar. Glory to God, because I said last week, sugar is not good for you. We eat way too much of it and it and it and it it, it actually will feed cancer. Amen. Amen. Sugar feeds cancer. Amen. But when you're running on uh, on good fuel and your body's running on ketones and, and instead of running on sugar and run, running on all that stuff, I'm telling you, your body's going to work the way God created to work. Amen. And so I want to say this. Paul was one of the greatest apostles in the New Testament. Would you agree with me there? You know, he wrote about two thirds of the New Testament. Paul was a great man of God. He he had visions of heaven. This man had visions. Even the apostle Peter said some of Paul's writings were hard for him to understand. 
And Peter walked with Jesus. Think about Paul. Paul had a relationship with God like no other in in the New Testament. This man uh, wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament, and, and he walked with God. This man walked with God. But what was interesting, in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul is saying here, he's talking about running your race, and he's saying that every man has a race to run. And he said that, that, that he's running a race for God. We all have a, a race to run. Amen. And he, and he says here in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27, he says, uh, in the main thing I want to focus on, he says, but I keep my body under and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified or a castaway. So Paul even though he walked with God and he had these visions and he and he built all these churches, he still felt like it was a need to keep his body down. How about us? Have you had spiritual visions of Jesus? Have you wrote some have you wrote any scriptures? Lately? Are you here? I say how much more do you think that we should, you know, uh, 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 bring our bodies into subjection, amen, to keep our bodies under. And we know how Paul did that because Paul said that he fasted quite often. So we keep our, our bodies under, amen. Uh, you know, I like it, what it says in Romans 8, 12, and 13. It says, therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So what is walking in the spirit? What does that mean, walking in the spirit? Again, walking in the spirit is really, man, walking in the spirit is walking in the love of God. It's the it's the you know, the new covenant is not just based on the Ten Commandments and following the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is good. You know, we should adhere to the Ten Commandments. We should be aware. I, I, can't, I can't name all ten of them. But I can name the one commandment of the New Testament. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love God and you love your neighbor, glory to God, you're not going to do anything. And you're not going to break the Ten Commandments against your neighbor. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we need to walk in the law of love. Anybody have a challenge doing that? <laughs> Anybody? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You ever get challenged walking in that love, that love walk? I'm telling you, every day we, it can be a challenge. The, the, one of the things we need to be very careful with. And, you know, you know, there, there's two types of sins. You know, there, there's there's iniquities and transgressions and, and, and transgressions. When you transgress the law on the outside, iniquities are sins of the heart. You can't see iniquities, but but there are things in the heart that 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 they're little things where we're holding, you know, things against people. He- hello. And we're holding, you know, we're holding unforgiveness in our hearts and we're holding some things in our hearts that's not right. And we got greed in our hearts and we got we got we got things in our hearts that not right. And we need to plow up that fallow ground. And hopefully when you're fasting and, and, and this this three, three weeks that God will reveal some areas in your life, maybe some areas where you need to let go, let go of what some people have done to you last year. Let bygones be bygones. Bury the hatchet, <laughs> not in their head, but bury the hatchet. Let it go. We need to let some things go. You know, uh, it's funny, you know, this this you know, this year, I believe it's going to be our year where we're going to evangelize and go out. We're already making flyers and I'm making a point to go out and witness. And uh, uh, I went out witnessing this week uh, and I'm going to try to witness every week. Just going out to shops and near this near this uh, church building. And we're going out, passing out cards, praying for people. Praise God. And I asked my mom, I said, of course, I asked Yen. And I said, Yen, you want to go out and pray with people? And she said, no, I got too much work to do, you know. 
And uh, she does. She does a lot of work. Yin does a lot of background work. Thank. I mean, yin makes me look yin and the Holy Spirit. Man, if I have lost either one, I'd be in trouble. Are you listening? I'm going to say this, men. Thank God for a good spouse, for a good wife. Thank God for a good godly wife. Amen. And then ladies, thank God for a good godly husband. You know, it's like Sunday mornings. You know, I, the, you know, you can get everything ready. The kids, everything. I just have myself to take care of. I mean, she can get it all done. And, you know, and I, you know what I'm talking about. And I got to work it all. I, I, it, takes me, it takes me some time to get it all together. Amen. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying to you? It, take, it takes time for me to put it together. Amen. And you know, got to make sure I got the right look for... For, for, you know, and, and, and to prepare spiritually glory to God. I do help her out a little bit, but she, she is awesome. Amen. She and the Holy Spirit. I mean, woo, man, glory to God. But anyway, so we got to walk in the, the law of love. And when we walk in the law of love, it opens up the doors of blessings in our lives. And, and so the law of love, amen, is the key. And of course, we know this, that when we open, when we're walking the law of uh, of the flesh, when we sow to the flesh, then what we do is, you know, two things happens. It actually, you know, listen, you, there is a devil out here. And, and believe it or not, he's out. He has your number and he knows your weaknesses and he's going to and he's going to find. You see, see, I don't want the devil to have legal access to my life. And how do we give the devil? How how do a, how does a Christian that's supposed to be walking under the grace of God. That's supposed to be walking, you know, under the divine protection of God. How can a Christian, how, how can he uh, uh, be uh, attacked by the devil? Just, just do the right things and you're going to be attacked. Amen. Just start living right for God, you're going to be attacked. Amen. And he's going to try to come against you. And, and you may have felt it this week. He's going to try to come against you. But 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 not just doing the right things. If you start dabbling and doing the wrong things, that gives him a legal right to come against you. And he will come against people. If we give, how, how do you give him a legal right, Pastor? Well, sin will give him a legal right. But even if you are walking in unforgiveness. Oh, Pastor. Did you have to go there? Yeah. If you're holding a fence, if you're holding these things that can give a legal right for the enemy to uh, attack us. We we were praying for this lady and um, she was dealing with some physical problems. And one of the things she said was there was she, she was having some issues with a relative and that was coming out. You know, people will talk. And, you know, what came to me was, oh, I got to walk in love. You know, if you're dealing with any kind of if you're dealing with any kind of pain in your life, you may need to check your love walk. If you're dealing with any if you're dealing with any issues in your life, you might want to check your love walk. You might want to check if you're walking in the love of God. You might want to check, you know, how is your thinking towards your brother? Amen. Are you praying for those who despitefully use you? Are you praying for blessing or are you praying for praying for the fire of hell to rain on them? How are you praying for these people? How are you thinking about people? Because, you know, we're sowing three ways. You can sow to the spirit in three ways. How do you sow? You sow by your thinking. Your thoughts are seeds. How we think about things are seeds. And we meditate on the wrong things. That can be either death. We meditate on the right things. That can be life. And our words are seeds. A lot of times the devil will get get. Get a, come against us because we have wrong words coming out of our mouths. We're, you know, sh- praise God. I almost said this morning, oh, we, uh, hopefully we'll have somebody show up this morning, you know. But I stop and I, uh, we're going to have, we're, it's going to be a packed house. That was the next thing that came out of my mouth. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you know, whenever you encounter a problem, First words out is going to govern what happens in that situation. First word, how are you going to respond when something bad is happening? First, you better say hallelujah. James 1 says, count it all joy. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? Count it all joy. You, you better, you better have, you better have your tongue locked down. Glory to God. If it's nothing but negative thoughts, you better lock t- down your tongue. Glory to God. But you know, you're going to have to say, and I said to myself, I almost said, we're not going to have, uh, it's going to be a packed house. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because God responds to our positive words and God's word, uh, God's promises spoken out our words. That's where angels are. The Bible says angels work for us. What? Angels hearken to the voice. Psalms 103 verse 20. Angels hearken to the voice of God's word. And when you start speaking God's promises and you start speaking the word of God and you start speaking those promises, angels are on assignment. But you know what? The opposite is true as well. When we start speaking negative and when we start saying negative things out of our mouths, negative things about people, don't ever say negative things about your spouse. Do you want them to be that way? No, you always speak positive over your spouse. You always think positive over your spouse, over your boss. Just speak positive. Why? Because they're going to be conformed to the image that comes out of your mouth. Ooh, man, that's I could drop mic right now. That's it. We don't need anything else today. If you just got that today, glory to God. It just improved your marriage 100%. This is not a marriage seminar, but I'm telling you, just that word right there would put your marriage, woo, like heaven on earth. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So love and humility is the ultimate keys to walking in the spirit. This produces the optimal grace in our lives. God's grace opens all kinds of blessings in our life. Last week, we focused on two main thoughts. Fasting and sacrifice. Fasting, first thought, is a sacrifice. And, uh, and, and, and I said last week that I don't know about you, but it seems like God loves for us to sacrifice. Do you remember that? It's that, that there's something about sacrificing something for God, amen, that, 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 that causes God to be excited, amen, uh, sacrifice. And really, uh, I think what it is, is God, listen, the Bible says that we don't, you know, in First John, the, uh, the gospel in First, oh, well, not the gospel, but First John in the New Testament, John, the apostle of love, uh, uh, which is a, a wonderful book that he wrote. But, you know, the very last thing that somebody writes is normally a very important thing. And one, and, and, and it, because it, it, it makes you think the last thing that you write, the last salutation, whatever, when you write in a book or in a letter. And he wrote a letter to a church and uh, he said, my children, guard yourself from idols. Guard yourself from idols. So he's talking about growing up in the spirit. And he's talking about that we need to guard ourselves from idols. I'm talking about sacrifice today because... Because, you know, there are some things in our lives that we can allow to be bigger than God. Oh, are you listening to me today? So we can allow some things to come in our life and we can put that before God. And whatever we put before God is what? It's an idol. And we can allow anything. I could allow ministry to be an idol. I could allow, I could allow anything to be, but, but God has to be in the preeminence. Amen. God has to be first. God wants love. He wants to be put first place in our life. God has to be number one. And so we need to guard ourselves. You know, I, I heard one preacher said it this way. Are you ready for this? He said when, when he read that, I believe he was talking about that scripture about guarding yourself from idols. He said that he was very careful. Are you listening to me? He was very careful not to say, like, I love chocolate or I love this. I love this TV show and I love that. And because because he didn't want to put anything as an idol. In other words, you know, we need to be very careful. We're not talking. I love chocolate cake and I, I love sugar and I love cigarettes and. Uh, <laughs> 
Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The, the things that, you, you know, you need to start saying, I, I hate sweets. I hate hostess hoes. <laughs> I I hate sugar. <laughs> I hate fat. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, no, what we need to do is we need to be very careful again about about about, about love and, and using that word love indiscriminately on everything. No, you love God. Amen. And we need to love God. This is interesting and in Matthew 10, 37 through 39, uh, it, it, this is Jesus speaking and he's talking to his disciples. And I love Jesus. And, you know, when, when Jesus first, you know, started calling his disciples, he said to the disciples, just come follow me. Watch me. And there's a there's a time in our life where when we're serving God. God just wants us to yes, fellowship with him and just receive. But then there's going to be a time where God wants there's going to be a time where we need to. Yes, receive, but we need to start giving. Oh, pastor, did you go there? And there's going to be a time where we receive, but there's going to be a time where we're we're grown up enough where God wants us to start walking out the walk and doing the word of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? He wants us to do the work. Who who are the blessed people uh, in the Christian church? James said the ones that do the word of God. The ones that hear the word, obey the word, and do the word. You're going to walk in. The blessing. Amen. And then, and then Jesus said this, which was a radical statement. He said this in Matthew 10, 37 through 39. He says, if you love your father and mother more than me, uh, uh, is, uh, me is not worth. He says, he who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Woo! What do you think Jesus is saying? That's pretty strong. I mean, Jesus is saying, I want total commitment. Pastor, I didn't come out here to, to be totally committed. I'm, I'm out here because it's comfortable. I want the comfortable gospel. No, no, yo, no. Jesus did not just preach a comfortable gospel. He preached a committed gospel. He said that those that are willing to lay down their lives for me will pick it up again in new life. God's not just looking for an hour on Sunday mornings. He's looking for your entire life. Can I get a witness in the house Today, Woo! glory to God. The Lord revealed to me this week when I was fasting. He said, you're dying. I said, what? He says, you're dying. I said, is that the Lord? Yes, it, it's, it goes with the scripture. Paul actually says, I die daily. In other words, when we're fasting, we're dying of, of, of I'm dying of King David. That wants to rule the throne. Ooh, are you listening? It's, it's called self-exaltation. In other words, we want to run the show. We want, we want to call the shots. We want to sit in Jesus' seat. We want to be Lord of our lives. Are you listening to me today? No, no, let God be the Lord of your life. I was listening to Dr. David Jeremiah and he was talking, he was preaching an awesome message at the beginning of the year. He said, are you, will you follow Jesus this year or is Jesus going to follow you this year? Ooh, I don't know about you, but I want to follow Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus will always take you into greener pastures. Amen. Jesus will always take you into a greater place. Glory to God. Jesus will always take you into into higher heights. Hallelujah. He will take you into greater peace, greater joy, greater love. I'm telling you, when we start walking after Jesus and putting down the things of the flesh, our life will become like what God called it to be. A Zoe life. Full of love, full of peace, full of joy. Are you listening to me today? I need more God. Somebody say that. I need more God. Amen. And God, and listen, you know, more God is a good thing. 
Can I get a witness in the house? More God is a good thing. You know, Abraham, you know, you know, we're talking about a little bit about sacrifice and Abraham, you know, uh, something about sacrifice that blesses God. And really something about when we sacrifice what we love blesses God. Why? Because it shows that God's on top. It shows that we're not putting things before him, that we're not putting ourselves before him. You see, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's there's people uh, that's in the world and they may, you know, they may not do a lot of bad things and they may not have Jesus in their life. But, you know, if they're running their own race for themselves and they're living for themselves, they're really still under the domain of darkness and they're really in the in the kingdom of darkness and they're going to be judged for living for themselves, even though they may have not done anything really bad out here on this earth. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Even though they may have done some good things, we got to do God thing. We got we got to get to a point where we're being those that are led by the spirit of God. Are sons of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I want to be led by God. Why? Because there's always a blessing in being led by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. There's always a blessing. It may look hard. There may be. It may. It may be a wilderness. Jesus went into the wilderness. He he fasted and he prayed and he went and he was tempted of the devil. And a lot of this fast is like going into the wilderness. It's like a sacrifice and you're hating it and you want to eat something and you're just like, ah. But when you get through this wilderness of fasting for 21 days, glory to God, you're going to come out in the power of the Spirit. And those things that you've been just coddling, those things that you just been, that curse that you were just managing, it's going to fall off of you. And I'm telling you, we need to be believing for God, not just for our personal self, but for our families, because our families need to get right with God. Woo! Man, I got the nature boy anointing in here today. Glory to God. Woo! Man, I don't know if you ever used to watch wrestling or not. He would go, woo! Glory to God. And in Genesis, we see that, that... that most uh, that I'm sorry that Abraham sacrificed Isaac, and you know the bottom line was God came to him and he said, "I want you to sacrifice your son, the son that you love, to Abraham." And Abraham, you know, he could have fought God on it, but he went up there on the mountain uh, and he he took his son, he put him down, he took that knife and he was about ready to plunge it down into his son's heart. And that angel of the Lord stopped him and said, no, I know now that you fear God. That you honor God above everything else. And because that you were not willing to, 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 to take your son out from me. You were willing to take your son out from me. Then, then I'm going to bless your seed mightily. And they will possess the gates of their enemies. And so he said, I will mightily bless. And, and that's the reason why I believe it's covenant. We're in covenant. And Abraham, because he was willing to sacrifice his son, God provided the lamb. And Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice for us. Thank God. And, and God sacrificed Jesus, the son that he loved so much that he was well pleased with. And Jesus sacrificed himself. He became a sacrifice. Glory to God. And listen, when you pray and you fast and you read the word and you start doing these things, I'm telling you, God's favor is going to come into your life. Open doors are coming in. Glory to God. Woo! I'm telling you, Jehoshaphat had, was, was a king of Judah. And I'm telling you, there was three armies. He had a report. Three armies was arrayed against him in, 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 uh, in, uh, in the scriptures, in, uh, in Chronicles 20, 1 Chronicles 20, and three kings. And he was scared. And he, he proclaimed a fast. 
And he told God that, he, that these, these, the enemy was three times bigger than his army. And they could take him out. And so he prayed. And the Lord said, you will not need to fight. In the, they prayed and fasted. And you will not need to fight in this battle. That's where we get, the, you know, that the battle's the Lord's and the victory's ours. I'm telling you, I don't want to have the same battles that I encountered last year. I don't want to deal with the same things. No, I want to come out of those things. I want to come into a new place in God. Are you listening to me? And you know what? God took care of them. He wiped out the whole three armies. And they came up to the armies. And they worshiped God. And there was plunder. And the Bible said they had so much stuff. That they took off the gold and the jewels. It took three days for them to take all the stuff. Not only did God get them out, but God made them wealthy. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? What will fasting and prayer do? Man, woo, man, God. Fasting, prayer, the word of God, amen? In Acts, you know, you say, well, that's Old Testament, Pastor. You know, these are all Old Testament things you're giving us. Yeah, but what about in Acts? What about in Acts? Well, what about in Acts chapter 10? What happened in Acts chapter 10? Well, Cornelius was an Italian. He, he, he was, I believe he was a proselyte. He, he, he worshiped the God of, of, of the Jews and he was worshiping God. And the Bible said that he fasted, prayed and gave alms. And the Bible said that God sent an angel right to his to him. And the angel said to him, your prayers and your alms came up as a memorial unto the Lord. And that's why the angel was there. And the angel uh, told him to go down to Peter's house to get Peter to preach the gospel to his house. And Peter came, glory to God, and preached the gospel. And they got saved and baptized. The whole household got saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost. Talking about spiritual blessings. Talking, that's New Testament. That's after Jesus went to the cross. That was that was even a believer in Jesus. How much more when we start fasting and praying, how much more can God do something in our lives? How much more if an unbeliever, if God was able to save an unbeliever's family, save an unbeliever, he can save your spouse. He can save your kids. He can set them free. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today as I do my bunny hop? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man. So I'm closing down. Spiritual blessings. What are this? You know what? Pastor, what is the spiritual blessings of, of, of fasting? You know, I'm going to say this in this fast. You need to be focused on what you're believing God for. You need to have something that you're believing God to do. Write it down. I'm believing God that you're going to do that. I'm believing that my spouse is going to come to church. I'm hello. I'm believing, Father God, that my kids are coming back to God. I'm I'm believing that this pain is leaving my body. I'm believing that that, that I'm not going to do. Are you listening? You got to have a focus with your fast. And maybe you say, I didn't know that, Pastor. You should have preached this one last week when we started. Well, listen, you can start this week. Get a focus. Pastor, you should. I don't have two hours to preach. I wish I did. I would have preached it. Amen. And, but, but, but you need to get a focus. So look at your neighbor and say, get focus on your fast. And so it says here in Isaiah 58, and we're closing down. There's 13 benefits to fasting and prayer and the word. Amen. I'm going to say fasting and prayer because every time people fasted in the in the Bible, they prayed. Hello. And so here it says number one in Isaiah 58, six through 12. It says, number one, it will loosen the bonds of wickedness. Fasting will loosen bonds of wickedness off of our lives. Glory to God. Those things, those sins, those e- sins that easily besets us. It will undo the heavy burdens. In other words, what are the, what, what is the thing that the enemy's come? Is, is, is it depression? Is it oppression? Is it a bad attitude? Oh, I'm telling you, it will undo the heavy burdens. Uh, it, it will let the oppressed go free. Man, it will, it will get your kids back in church. Hallelujah. It will set the oppressed, glory to God. The oppressed are the ones, and also oppressed, being oppressed, you know, Jesus, uh, that's, it will set 
it'll get people healed. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you know, in, in Acts 10, 38, how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost with power, how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Amen. So so breaking oppression off of people and and that you break every yoke. You see, listen, this is what I believe that fasting does. It increases the anointing on our lives. And the Bible says it's the anointing, the yoke destroying, burden removing power of God that will break every yoke and every bondage in our life. And I want to walk in that anointing. I want that yoke. To, I want to walk in and devil. Pretty soon I'm going to be preaching and, and the devil's going to come out of somebody. And I'm going to cast them out. Glory to God. And they're going to be, woo, hallelujah, finally free. That's what Jesus did. He walked in the synagogue and there were devils in the church. Why, pastor? Are you talking, what are you talking about? Yeah, there were people that were oppressed by demonic spirits in the church. Yes, even in the church. That's why we want to fast and pray. It says, uh, number five, is not to, sh- to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring uh, uh, them, the poor uh, into your house w- w- and you cover the naked and hide yourself from your flesh. So, so I'm going to say this. It's, uh, here, we can take the money that we're not spending on food and sow it into the kingdom of God. Sow it into the poor. Amen. Sow your money. Sow a seed. Glory to God. And as you're doing that, you're going to see multiple blessing. Glory to God. It says here that you not hide yourself from your own flesh. You know, uh, I said this before, but a lot of times we can't see our own weaknesses. And a lot of times we want to hide ourselves from our own flesh. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, you know, uh, we don't want, nobody wants to admit that they're overweight. Hallelujah. And you just wear it just right. Cover it up just right. Where you look good in that outfit. But you know you need to lose at least 10 pounds. All right, are you listening to what I'm saying today? And we, we, we come, sometimes what we're doing is we're, 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 we're not looking at the areas in our life that need to be fixed. And what we do when we fast, God might say, there's an area in your life that you're not walking in accordance to my word. And when you're fast, God can reveal that to you. And woo, boom, now you're walking in a greater revelation of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Praise God. Then, then and number six, your light shall break forth like the morning. Amen. So I, I, this is where God's going to give you revelation. God will open up revelation to you. And praise God. And we need revelation. You know, we need to walk by revelation and not just by information. And when God reveals things to us, it will bring us out into that place that he's calling us to go into. And number eight, uh, number seven, your healing will spring forth speedily. Your healing will. I'm telling you, when you fast and pray, it's very scriptural that God will heal you speedily. How many people have been believing for a healing for years? I'm ready for a healing now. Can I get a witness in the house today? And your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Glory to God. In other words, God's going to protect you in the front. God's going to protect you in the back. Glory to God. That your righteousness will go before you. Number nine, then you shall call on the Lord and, and, you will, and he will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. I don't know about you, but I, I don't like praying and the heavens seem like brass. I want to open heaven under me when I pray. It's answered. Glory to God. How, are you listening to what I'm saying today? I want instant answer. I don't want prayers to take years for them to be answered. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I want to answer prayer. Glory to God. Then you, uh, and so and so in verse 10, it says here uh, or, or number 10, your light shall dawn in the darkness and a darkness shall be at noonday. In other words, when it seems like there's poverty all around you and it seems like nothing is working and it seems like, you know, that the devil is triumphant. You're still going to be walking in the peace of God. You're still, no matter what it looks like in your life, no matter how bad it, it looks like, I'm telling you, God can give you peace in the midst of the storm. And I want that peace. 
Why? Listen, I'm telling you, when you start walking in the peace of God, that, that's ultimate grace. And for, for you, listen, Jesus would always say, peace. Jesus said that to the storm, peace be still. When the angels would show up, they would always say, be at peace. Because we can't receive anything from God unless we're in peace. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Amen. In 11, the Lord will guide you continually, glory to God. And so he will guide you. He will lead you. You'll be, you won't be on a wrong path. You, you, you have, listen, have you ever tried to go somewhere and you, and you thought you were on the right road and you were on the wrong road or you made a wrong turn? I'm telling you, some of us as Christians, we're not really on the right road with God yet. We're on some, we're on a wrong road. We're not getting to the destination that God wants us to get to. And I'm telling you, I want God putting me on the right road. I want to be on the right road of his blessings. I want to be on the right road of his provisions. I want to be on that righteous right road, the narrow road of life. And it's a narrow road, folks. It's the broad road that's easy to stumble on. It's the broad road that, will, that, that many, Jesus said, will enter into destruction. The broad road. But listen, you've got to get off the broad road. You've got to get off that broad way and get into that narrow way with Jesus. And when you do, you're going to walk in the blessings of God. I'm telling you, you won't be managing the curse. No, you'll be walking on top of the curse. You're the head and not the tail. You're the lender and not the borrower. You're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. Can I get an amen today? You need to agree with that. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Whom the Son is set free. Is free indeed. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And I thank you, Father God, that you're so good. And I'm believing, Father God, that this year is breakthrough year for Exceed Life Church. I'm believing you for increase, Lord, that you're adding souls to the kingdom of God. Oh, Father God, that, that, that people are becoming more healthier in Exceed Life Church, that they're increasing in their financials. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that the relationships are increasing and getting better. Father, I thank you if you're, and I just want to ask you today, maybe you're not too sure what road you're on today. And, 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 and you've been, maybe you've been sort of living your life for yourself. Maybe you're watching online. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And you can get on that narrow road of life, the abundant life that Jesus promised. And maybe you don't have peace in your life. Well, you can get that peace today. You can have that joy of the Lord. And I want to just uh, lead you in a prayer that can bring you on to that, 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 that road of life. And just, just say this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. And Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord, as my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.